Amen. That's good stuff. Ain't nobody like him, huh? All right, all right. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. There are some people who can take a, any kind of situation and find good in it. And, uh, you know, there are some incredible stories in the Bible of individual people like us. Because, see, life is life. And there's always going to be trials and tribulations. And you can't get away from that. And sometimes we want to blame it on God, but it has nothing to do with God. It's just life. And, and, and things happen in life. But one of the stories in the book of Acts, uh, we have uh, a couple of guys and, and some disciples. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm trying to work on it to get there, but I can't imagine how they came up with this. If we go to Acts 45, 40, and 41, and we look at how these people took a, a bad situation and made a good thing out of it. All right? It says in verse 40, they agreed with Gamaliel, and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and that, let them go. And that's not what I'm trying to get you at. What had happened is they put the apostles on trial and, and this thing, and they, they said, hey, we got to leave them alone, but we got to do something, so we're just going to beat them, and then we're going to let them go. Hmm. But the response to that is unbelievable. Oh, go ahead, please. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Isn't that something? That somebody beat them, and they were just rejoicing. Hallelujah. God put me in a place where I could be beaten and suffer for his name. Well, you think you're a Christian? Well. Think about it. And so that's not what I really want to talk about. Today I want to talk about it, and I got three different versions we're going to use here. Brother Nathan was uh, sharing with someone uh, on his job to, to pull us up on uh, uh, Facebook and, and listen to his pastor. And this guy had never heard of me before, and he wasn't a church guy. And he says to Nathan, after he heard it, he says, yeah, I like the way he speaks. He repeats himself a lot because he really wants us to get it. That's right. And so I'm, gonna, I'm using three versions because I really want you to get it. Let me tell you something, okay? Everybody look at me. Life ain't fair. That's right. If you ain't figured that out now, you keep living. Life ain't fair. And wait a minute. Of what we call fair, and there ain't no place in here where it says it is. That's right. And a lot of times when things will happen in life, we want to blame it on God, blame it on stuff. No, it's just life. And, and, if, and, and so we, uh, we have to be able to understand that there are situations and circumstances that's going to help us go through life and, and life issues and life circumstances. And I tell people all the time, that's why you have to come to church. That's why you have to come to Bible study. That's why you have to do a lot of praying because you have to have spiritual muscle. Say spiritual muscle. Spiritual muscle. You have to have spiritual muscle because there's going to be some things that you're going to have to go through. It's going to take strength. Now, listen to me. God doesn't move everything. Some things you have to go through. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we got to be strong enough. There, there's, as a track coach, what we do is we have testing. We have a day where we have time trials. We'd have time trials. And what that means is you've practiced uh, for a few weeks, months, and we want to have time trials before you get into a meet, all right? Before you go to a track meet, you have these time trials. And these time trials tell you two things. It tells the coach 
where you at. That's why you have time trials. So the coach knows where you at and, and he, 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 he looks at that or she looks at that. They look at that and from that time trial, they'll be able to find your strength and your weaknesses so they can work on your weaknesses so when it's time to race, you're ready to run. Right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Right. And so sometimes, and that's what this is here, this is, this is a time trial. You're here for time trial so that you get this information. So when it's time for you to have to, to function and to show up, because sometimes you're going to have to show up, you're able to do it because you've already been conditioned to be able to do those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, so, so Brother Roger, sometimes we, we get in situations we fall apart because we weak because we don't have no spiritual muscle. Well. And I don't know where these people get this thing at. I'm a Christian now, and I'm going to go to church, and everything's going to be all right, Sister Cozy. It's not in there. There's no places in there. But there is some things in there. I can do all things through God through Christ who strengthens me. So if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that means I'm going to need some strength. And it's common sense, right? So if he moves everything, I wouldn't need strength to go through anything. Well, but if he's telling me, the scripture's telling me I need strength and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, where, where is my workout room? My workout room is the church. Is the church. That's my training room. My training room is the church. And my training room is, is my devotion. Huh? My meditation, that's why I train, so that I can have spiritual muscle that when something comes up, I can stand. And when you really get good at it, you can think things can go wrong and you can smile about it. Because, see, if as an athlete, as a good athlete, you learn one thing, sometimes you can laugh at yourself. Yeah, you can laugh at yourself. You, right. you, you laugh at yourself, man, I didn't, do what, I didn't do what I was trained to do. Right. You see, let me tell you something. As a track coach for years, the thing that I tell the young people is you trust your training. If you trust your training, you don't have all these anxiety attacks. You got to trust it. Well, I'm telling you this morning, you got to trust your teaching. You got to trust in it. You got to trust in your faith, trust in if you have it and trust in, you see, God. But if you ain't got no faith, he ain't hearing you. Come on here. And so there's an incredible thing that was happening with the Christians and in the book of James. And we're going to go through three different versions. It was incredible what James is trying to tell these people because it doesn't make sense in the natural, but it'll make sense in the spiritual. Are you with me? That's right. Here we go. Turn with me to James chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1 through 4 first from the NIV, then the voice, then the message. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That does not make sense in the natural. You want me to be happy about trials and tribulations in my life? You want me to be happy because I've got to go to the hospital and get an operation. I lost my job. My wife was asked for a divorce, or husband. That's life. Come on, say amen. Right. Say amen to that. That happens. You see? You see, the people who really understand this the most are the people who's in recovery. Because, see, see uh, I'll get down to that one later because I don't want the word temptation. But anyway, trials. What is a trial? 
Trial is a test of faith. So sometimes a trial is a test of faith, and that's a good thing because it'll let you know where you are or it'll let you know where you ain't. All right? A test of patience. It tests your, Lord help us, it'll test your patience. You see, see that's a beautiful little baby we had up here. Little Eva was beautiful, right? She's fun now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I just, you know, we, uh, that child is going to test mom and daddy's patience. That's right. If you got children, come on here. Say amen to that. If you got children, right, because you tested your parents' face. All right. There are people in your life, married folks, you know what I'm talking about. It'll test you. Won't it test you? Amen. It'll test your patience. All right. Or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. And it'll see how long and what kind of stamina you have because sometimes trouble doesn't just go away. It stays with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, somebody in here knows what I'm talking about because they're on medication or you're on some kind, of, some kind of medication. You have to take it every day like some of us do, and you want it to go away, but you've you got to keep, continue taking that medication. That's right. That's right. As you pray. Are you with me? And see, see, sometimes, you see, uh, I talk to the married folks because sometimes you thought when you're in love, you think uh, marriage is a sprint, and then you get married and you find out it's going to test your patience because it's a marathon. Say amen to that. Amen. Pastor. All right, come on, here's where we're going. Right? Ain't you learning something in here? There ain't no easy road anywhere. All right? Remember, Pastor, it's not happy. It's pure joy. He said it's, yes, he says it's, it's pure joy because, listen here, because happiness comes by happenings. See, I can be happy today and unhappy tomorrow because happiness is determined by happenings. Have you ever had somebody that made you happy and then left you? Well. Uh huh. But you can have joy later on because you were unhappy because they left you and you're glad that they left you. Thank you, God. <laughs> are, are you with me? I'm trying to get you to understand what I'm talking about here. All right, here we go. James says in verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. This perseverance. Life is what? It's a marathon. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You see, and some, come on, parents, you'll all be able to say amen after I say it. Man, you, you, you got your children, and you finally got your children, and you just as happy. They done graduated, and they're going to college, and they get back, and then they, got, they get married, and they have babies, and they need a babysitter. <laughs> you, see, you thought you were through with that. Now you got something new to deal with. All right? Are y'all with me this morning? Because life, that's life. That's how it is. All right? And perseverance is steadfast effort in doing or achieving something despite difficulties, failures, or obstacles. In other words, no matter what comes down, as they say in the street, what comes down, I'm going to make a stand. People have to go to the graveyard burying children too early. But you got to make a stand. People go too early. We lose loved ones. We lose friends. We lose jobs. We get laid off. We have all of these things going, but we got to have perseverance. Do you understand? Are y'all with me this morning? It would be very nice if we didn't have to have perseverance because that means we would have no tests and no trials. But unfortunately, that's not the way life is. That's right. All right. James tells us to let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking 
anything. If you're a babe in Christ, you're going to fall apart. If you're a carnal person, you're going to fall apart. We're in here to grow to become mature people. So, so we can hurt. You see, we can get sad, but we're mature enough to do what we need to do, what we have to do when it's time to do it. Am I making any kind of sense at all to you this morning? I'm trying to get you ready. You see, a good coach gets you ready for the race. And some of you in here, if you haven't been in a race, you keep living. Sooner or later, you're going to have to show up. It ain't like a track meet where you can scratch. You got to show up to this one. That's right. You see, but if you prepared and you trained right and, and you've went through these dispensations, you're able to persevere no matter what it happens. That's right. I can tell you something what you all don't know. Ask me, what is that, Pastor? You have no clue what's going to happen to you this afternoon. That's right. You have no clue what kind of telephone call you're going to get. That's right. Are you with me? Yeah. All right. So now it says from the voice. Don't run from tests and hardships. You don't want to sisters. run from tests and, and hardships. Where are you running from? Do, you know, uh, if, if you look at the animal kingdom, okay, the lions, you know, the, the male lion's got all that fur, and he looks, look, looks vicious. Do you know when they go hunting, he's lazy? That's right. He just lays in the bushes, and he roars, and it paralyzes, huh? whatever he's after, and the female comes and kills it, and then he eats. That's right. Then that's true. That's right. So some people say, what, do you make, what, what, what are you trying to t- say to me, Pastor? Say it. Sometimes you need to run at the roar instead of away from the roar, because running away from the roar is where you're going to get killed at. That's right. Do you understand? Sometimes you need to face it and not run away from it. Are you with me? Is that, does, does that make sense? That's like a bully. Some people run from a bully, and that's all a bully. You hit him in the mouth, he's gone. Right. Come on here. Y'all know them bullies. That's right. Yes, you know how they are. They just all talk. Okay, where am I at here? It says in verse 2 again, as difficult as they are, you will ultimately find joy in them. See, see, as difficult as they are, you'll ultimately, you'll find joy in these things. So sometimes joy comes from your most difficult situations because you can say to yourself, I got over. I made it. I'm hurting, but I made it. Are you with me? All right. He says, if you embrace them, your faith will blossom under pressure and teach you true patience as you endure. And sometimes you have to embrace these things because there is a blessing in the lesson. lesson. So when you get it, there's a lesson in the blessing. So sometimes when I go through something and you go through something, get your lesson out of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's have some fun. You want to have some fun? Some of you know this now because you wouldn't have been going through your second, third marriage. Well. Amen. Come on, say amen to that. Because you would have waited, but you went through all those situations and circumstances. You ain't going to do that again. You ain't going to make that mistake again. You're going to take your time in this relationship. Come on here. We're going to pray about this one here. We're going to make sure this is the right thing for us to do. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. I love this kind of stuff up here. Yes. Yes. All right. He tells us in verse 4 that in true patience brought on by endurance will equip you to complete the long journey and cross the finish line. See, that's the whole thing. We're trying to complete what? The long journey and cross the finish line. I can't, there's going to be some difficult times in your life. 
I can tell you that. But it's something else I can tell you. If you have the spiritual muscle and the faith to be able to endure, you can make it to the finish line. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I remember, and I tell you all the time, and I use this all the time, about the first time when Dr. Pecorell was, his, was my doctor's name, and, and he said, Johnny, you have cancer. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I went on, got the operation, and, and my other doctor told me that I had five to seven years to live, right? You all know the story, all right? You see, it's 22 years here in, uh, in uh, August. I'm still here teaching and preaching the gospel of Christ. But here's, here's the key, Amen. you see? So you got, to have, you got to have something more than medication. Come on here. You got to have something more than what somebody else says you can or cannot do, right. right? Because, see, when you get the faith and the endurance and the spiritual muscle, you can go through things that they can't tell you, dictate what you're going to go through. You understand? You in here right now, you could be going through some trouble, some situations, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your finance, maybe in your health. But I'm here to tell you, you can make it. That's right. You can make it, right? And, and sometimes you want to count joy. See, some, when I first got into ministry, I had to count it joy when I got bought out by one of the bishops thinking I was more than I was. And it was a great thing because, see, now I don't boast about anything because I don't know what else is coming up on me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here's what we all have. We're at a point now where we in this church is we want longevity. Of course we want longevity. We want quality of life, but we want quantity of life. But it's going, you're going to have to sooner or later in life put on your boxing gloves and fight. You see? You see, you see there's some things that I don't ask God, I don't pray for. Guess me, ask me why. Why, Pastor? He's qualified me and conditioned me through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to be able to handle those things myself. That's right. Oh, you, you see what I'm talking about? He's done already told me there's going to be some things in my life that's going to shake my world. The Scripture tells you that. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Again, at the end of verse 4, it says that we're equipped to cross the finish line, mature, complete, and wanting nothing. See, see we want to finish our race. What? Mature, complete and mature, or mature and complete, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. We're going to get in there and say, I made it. It was tough, but I made it. The old folks say, I cried, but I made it. That's right. Huh? You see, you see, I mean, I struggled, but I made it. That's right. I, you know, I was hurting my spirit, but I made it. The key to it is not how hard it was to get there. The blessing is you got there. That's right. But you got to have something to get there. That's in anything. That's just life. That's just life. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Now reading from the message. And James says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and now, challenges, and I'm going to add temptations, come at you from all sides. See, see, these things are going to come at you from all sides. Where are you, you going to go? It's going to storm tonight, y'all know. They say it's going to storm tonight. If you don't believe it, stand out there. Huh? Well, maybe you don't, but if you've got good sense, you're going to find shelter. That's right. Are you with me? And so sometimes when these things come, uh, I need to find shelter. And I can find shelter because let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. That's right. Okay, I don't want to go. That's a whole new sermon. Where am I at? Temptations. All right, I'll get that later because I'm, I'm really on a roll right now. All right, let's go to verse 3. <laughs> Because James says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. All right. Somebody looking at you, talking about how much you love the Lord. Well. Huh? 
Somebody looking at you. Yeah, they are. Somebody looking at you talking all that church talk. Come on. Uh-huh. But then they want to see your church walk. Uh-huh. And see, it's a big difference between church talk and church walk, right? And see, sometimes when, see, sometimes you, mean, you might think you're, you're a little bit better, better. I started calling my, my brother Jason up because I was watching a boxing match. They had these girls boxing, and they were hitting each other, and it was a pretty good match. And I was going to call, ask him, I said, it looks like to me, okay, it looks like to me, them people can hit them people. You're looking at them. And you're throwing a punch. How are they ducking all that? What's going on there? Because I'm, I'm serious about it. Because you, you're looking in right in front of somebody, but, and they hitting you and you hitting them. You would think that you would figure it out. You might need to duck. <laughs> These two people stood in there and they just went at each other. I'm like, that don't make no sense to me. <laughs> do you understand? Well. And, and if you do it too much, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to say something here. If you, some people are fighting the wind. You're throwing too many punches and ain't hitting nothing. Right. And, and that will wear you out. Some people are talking too much, huh? And ain't got nothing. Mm. And then when, when something comes into their life, the true color shows up and you see they behind. Why? Because they running. Come on here. Right. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The Bible is saying here, it forces you into the open to show your true colors because Satan wants ch- Christian people to fail. That's right. Everybody look at me. How many people got finances they got to deal with? Amen. How many people got children they got to deal with? Satan wants you to fail. And he wants you to fail in front of other people because guess what? He's got an audience. All right. I'm sweating, huh? You're like a Baptist preacher up here, all right? Here we go. So James tells us in verse 4, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Don't try to get out of it prematurely. Prematurely. Ah. Guess what? You might be better off staying where you at. Well, you know, you know, Sister Kim, you with me? I'm, uh, y'all, you help me out. See, some people left one, and they should have stayed with the one they left because what the one they left was better than the one they got. You see, and they left too premature. You understand what I'm Make saying? Plain, you see, so you got to be careful what you getting out of because you could be getting out of something you should need to stay in because you got left there too premature and you wind up getting something that you didn't have any business getting into. Say that. It might, can I go on with it? Come, tell me I can go on. on it might have looked better, felt better, other things better, but the real thing, it was worse. All right, I know that's good teaching there. That's just good teaching there. That's just life teaching there. You say you might want to stay in that, in that uh, three-bedroom house with that uh, $150 house payment. Yeah, because you ain't ready for a $300 house payment yet. Come on here. Do some remodeling or something. Don't leave there too prematurely because that looks good, but you can't afford it. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You ain't ready for it because it's premature for you to get over there. Right. All right. You may want to have children. Amen. You might want to think about that. Don't do that premature. You make sure that you able financially able and mentally and emotionally and stable enough to do that. That's right. All right. Again, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you may become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And sometimes God's got you on a job that you don't like with some people you don't like. Come on. Because you need to grow up. Right? 
You understand what I'm saying? You're in the right place, and you leave that. Have you ever left some of you? You know what I'm talking about. You left this job because you didn't like your supervisor. Mm. You went to another job where you didn't like the supervisor or the people. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we got to be, we got to be careful what we leave and what we do. I tell you all the time, it's very important to be careful who you put in your life, but it's very important to be careful who you put out of your life. That's right. All right. Now turn to 1 Peter, verse 1. I'm going to read 6 through 7 from The Voice. Peter says it this way. You should greatly rejoice in what is waiting for you, even if now for a little while you have to suffer various trials. Sometimes you have to go and suffer some trials to get to where you're going. Let's talk sports again. If you're in the weight room, that hurts. But you have to lift those weights and strengthen yourself. And, and, they'll, and, and it's really hard in there. I used to love it, boy, having the kids lift them weights and I'm talking to them and come on, come on, you can do one more, you can do one more. And they shaking with these things. But you got to hurt because you're trying to get someplace. Anybody right. understand what I'm talking about? That's right, come on. So that's why they send you home with homework. We don't have any, well, some of y'all could be going to school in here. All right. And it says what about trials? It says that you're going to have to suffer various trials. You're going to have to suffer various trials. If anybody in here has not been heartbroken, please stand up and tell me how you've done that. <laughs> if there's anybody in here who ain't went through no trials, please stand up and tell me how you got through that. It's life. That's right. You're going to have to go through some trials, and it's going to hurt. But you can make it. You can make it. All right? And the Bible tells us suffering tests your faith, which is more valuable than gold. See, sometimes the test of your faith is more valuable than gold. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That's right. Remember that gold, although it is perishable, is tested by fire. See, sometimes you've got to go through the fire to find out who you really are and where your faith is. You see, that's why I was talking about recovery a while ago. See, they understand testing because, see, they understand that life is a test. And you know why they understand that life is a test? Every day that they go get through without a drink, that's right. they got joy. That's right. See, if we'd have went back up there in the furnace and counted the joy when you go through various temptations, well, they do that. I was tempted to drink today. And they said, but God took me through. I made it through one more day. I was tempted to smoke today. I didn't. I'm talking crack. I'm sent, you see, so don't be all about your little cigarettes. I was tempted to go, yeah, but I made it today. See, 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 the person is, come on here, we're talking life. See, I, I was tempted to look at pornography today, but I didn't look at it. And they find joy. They find joy in their temptation because they made the test for one day. And I'm going to tell you something, you better get today. You better go one day at a time. And you want one test at a time. That's right. All right. It says that so that if it is found genuine, talking about gold, you can receive praise, honor, and glory when Jesus the anointed, our liberating king, is revealed at last. When, when the day comes that you have to face the master, you can say yes. I say, I, you can say yes, I made it. See, see, see. It's, we're going back to sports again. I'm on this sports kick. You see, I'm on this track kick. I've been watching track meets. It's going to be one on day three. I just love track. When you get to that finish line and you make it, you see, there was a, years ago, uh, there was a poster, and they're they getting ready to do the, I, 
one of the Olympic Games, and they had this, this brother down in the blocks, right? And, 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 and this picture of him down in the blocks, and, and right under it was written, I've worked all of my life for the next 10 seconds. I've worked all of my life for the next 10 seconds. You see, you see, I was watching yesterday, and they had the, uh, uh, the throwers, and they were doing the disc and the hammer and all these things, and somebody won that wasn't supposed to win, and, and they're changing this and that, and the person that winded up winning was the person who wasn't supposed to win. They just had one good throw. And if you would look at it and say, I've had many failures in my life. I've worked all of my life, but today I made it with one good throw. That's it. That's it. I've had a lot of failures in my life. Come on here. And I've missed some things in my life. But I've made it through the day. You see? All right. What Pastor's saying is what verse 7 from the message says, that when Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith not your goal, <laughs> that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. It's going to be your faith. You see, your faith is not only going to show who you are, your faith is going to show people who Jesus is. That's right. You understand that? Your faith shows other people who Jesus is. All right. Now turn to Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 11 and 12 from the NIV and then the King James, and then we'll wrap it up. It says that, Blessed are you when people insult you. See, 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 come on. Blessed are you when people insult you. Do you know nobody insults anybody they don't admire, unless they admire them? That's right. There's something about you that pushes a button. Teach. So when some folks don't like you, there's something about you that you have that they don't have. And they don't like it. See, I used to say it all the time. I don't care bad or good, I want to be on your mind because I'm that important in your life. That's right, come on. Uh, come on, you see what I'm saying? Come on. You say bad about me, that means I'm important to you. You say good about me, that means I'm important to you, you see? I, I like that, I think that's a good thing. You see, it, see, because I ain't thinking about you, but if you want to be, you know, if you, if you think that enough about me to get angry about me, to dislike me and put all that angry in there, God bless you. <laughs> you see? All right, are you with me? Again, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. See, because we Christians. They go, Listen, Christians, Satan's got people talking to tear you down. That's what he does. You just look at him and say, God bless you. That's right. Because the people who really know you know who you are anyway. Yes. You see, we have a, um, come on here, get, get with me, all right? I am sick of the news on TV talking about President Trump. Ask me why. He don't care. Put, he does not care what people say about him. That's right. Put something else on there. Right? You see? And I understand him because I don't care. <laughs> you see, the people who love me love me. The people who hate me, hate me. <laughs> what a blessing they miss. Oh, my God. Not to love me. My goodness, you'd be plum crazy. But anyway, go ahead. No, you need to talk like that. That's right. It's their misfortune not loving you. That's right. Not yours. That's right. 
All right. We're told in verse 12, Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I'm trying to get to heaven. You ain't got no heaven no hell to keep me in. Go somewhere. Talk on. Talk on, talkers. Talk on. But you better mind what you talking about. Say that. Huh? Yeah. Because we're told in Matthew 25 and 21, the Lord said unto them, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what we're talking about, people. That's the only voice I want to hear when it's all said and done is what God is going to say about me and to me. I don't give a what nobody else thinks about me. This is where I'm, this is why we're working. This is why we go to church. This is the sac sacrifices we're making. Because we want to hear God one day say this when he calls our name. Read it again, please. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I'm going to take care of this little stuff God gives me. And if I'm very faithful over this little stuff God gives me, he gives me big stuff. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I remember when I was a, a kid, and uh, all of the other kids had cowboy boots, all right? But my family was too poor to get cowboy boots, because, you know, sometimes we had them patent leather shoes, foot patent the ground leather on top. You, you know what I'm talking about? That's when right. you put something in there because you have a hole in your shoes, because you only got two pair, your, your Sunday, that Sunday school and other, you see. And at one time, I had 86 pairs of cowboy boots. Let me tell you, oh yeah, I, I gave most of them away now. I'm only down to like 50, but anyway, so. <laughs> all right. As a little boy, and I'm telling y'all this is a true story. I said, one day, I'm going to grow up. And I'm going to have all the cowboy boots I want. <laughs> but I took care of them patent leather shoes. Even though I had put cardboard in there when they had a hole in them. You could polish them on top. They look new on top, even though they had some holes in the soles, right? But God has blessed me now. I can go where I want to go and wear as many cowboy boots as I want to wear cowboy boots. Because I was faithful over a few things, and he made us rule over many. Somebody say amen to that. You need to say amen. And so as, as I end here, you need to take care of what you got. Take care of what God has given you, and then he'll multiply it and bless you, and you'll get more than you could ever imagine you could have. Amen to that. All right, amen. Give God a hand clap. Come on here. Ain't